Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. Meet the weird girl, the black sheep of female character tropes, and not just because she often dresses in black. Her sibling tropes, like the cool girl, the tough girl, the smart girl, and the mean girl, all embody some level of aspiration or desirability. But the weird girl? She's a cautionary tale. Hey, scary bitch alert. That's because the weird girl confuses people around her. The easiest way to dismiss something you don't understand is to call it weird, and people do not understand the weird girl. Don't let me put it to you straight. We're not here to get you. The weird girl in TV and film is defined by some recurring characteristics. She has an unusual appearance. Black offers the easiest visual shorthand for a weird girl. But whatever the specifics, it's a style that says, I don't care what you think. Matching her fashion choices, the weird girl has a contrarian attitude. Well, I'm majoring in, in business administration, and I'm thinking of minoring in, in communications, so. See, that's, that's exactly the type of thing we're trying to avoid. She goes her own way. Daria, you're never going to make friends if you keep your nose buried in a book. Let's hope. Sometimes she does it judgmentally because she has contempt for normal people. Don't worry, I don't have low self-esteem. I have low esteem for everyone else. Meanwhile, the weird girl has unusual interests or affectations that perplex the normals. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Considering her alternative attitude and interests, the weird girl has few or no friends. That fuels people's disdain for her because nobody really knows her. Are you having social problems? No. Yes, she's got no friends. She also rarely has a romantic partner, and the weird girl's sexuality is often perceived with hostility. Her peers might label her as a slut. She's a major slut. Or a lesbian. I was like, Janice, I can't invite you because I think you're a lesbian. Without this necessarily being based on any of the girl's actual preferences or behaviors. Hi Dawn, sorry to bother you, but we were just wondering, are you a lesbian? People may celebrate individuality in theory, but when it comes to a weird girl, they feel she doesn't exhibit the right type of individuality. Here's our take on the hidden powers of the weird girl, why she scares some people, and how attitudes about her have evolved over the years. You want to know what I did to get in here? Nothing. I didn't have anything better to do. You're watching The Take. Thanks for watching and be sure to share and subscribe. This video is brought to you by MUBI, a curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. It's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. Weird is a reductive label, and the characters who get pegged this way actually have a lot of variation in their personalities. Broadly speaking, in TV and film, we can see at least five different subtypes of weird girls. Goths, smartasses, basket cases, space cadets, and awkward misfits. Although some examples may fit multiple categories and be, for instance, a smartass goth. Someone will die. Of fun. And of murder. There's gonna be beer, pumpkins. Bloody goblin. Let's start with the most quintessential weird girl, the goth. Why are you dressed like somebody died? Wait. 
Perhaps the most classic goth weird girl is Lydia Dietz of Beetlejuice. My whole life is a dark room. One big dark room. This loner, draped in black, has a flair for melodrama. I am utterly alone. And a gothic fascination with death making her the perfect friend for the ghosts who live in her new home. She's also the only one who can see the ghosts, underlining that the weird girl's superpower is perceiving and opening up to what most people completely overlook. Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Whereas Lydia feels misunderstood by her family. We were trying to scare your mother. Stepmother. Anyway, you can't scare her. She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight. Morbid Wednesday Adams of the Adams Family has a mother who not only understands her daughter's dark temperament, but also shares and actively encourages it. May I have the salt? What do we say? Now. In the outside world, Wednesday faces the kind of social discrimination experienced by other weird girls. Is that your bathing suit? Is that your overbite? But her weird family gives her confidence in who she really is. Oh, Wednesday's at that very special age when a girl has only one thing on her mind. Boys. Homicide. Just as diabolical, but less successful, is fellow goth Nancy Downs from The Craft. You're a witch! Nancy represents the weird girl unhinged. As she and her friends harness witchcraft for their own ends, she craves total power. Many of our culture's favorite goth weird girls also arguably fit into our type too, the smartass. Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. There's no more potent weapon in a weird girl's arsenal than a cutting remark deployed for maximum devastation. Use sarcasm to distance people. And yet you're still here. It's a defensive skill built up over the years from dealing with negative comments toward her and fueled by her disdain for the people around her. Hey you, Laura Ingalls Wilder. We're escaping America before the apocalypse, wanna come? No weird girl has a more vicious wit than Daria Morgendorfer. Sometimes your shallowness is so thorough, it's almost like depth who's been shaped by the less smart and perceptive peers all around her. Daria, you can't have a child with your kind of intelligence and expect her to fit in easily with other kids. But Daria's razor-sharp tongue ends up connecting with people in ways she doesn't intend. In the Daria season one episode, The Misery Chick, the death of a former student sends shockwaves through Daria's high school. Unable to process their grief, students turn to the one person who seems to understand pain the best. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. I'm just not like them may as well be the motto of the smartass weird girl who defines herself more by what she isn't than what she is. You gloss over it with a cynical joke and nobody finds out what you really believe in. Aha, uh -huh. so my evil plan is working. Enid, protagonist of 2001's Ghost World, has a similar MO, dispatching withering judgments of the people she sees around her. I just hate all these extroverted, obnoxious, pseudo-bohemian losers. It's telling that she says extroverted first. The weird girl has learned not to put herself out there, lest she face more rejection. 
and I'm so defended that I actively work to make people dislike me so I won't feel bad when they do. Deep hurt drives mean girls Janice, the acid-tongued weird girl who cajoles her pal Katie into a scheme to dethrone Queen Bee Regina. We were 13. She made people sign this petition saying that Janice was- Damien, please! Regardless of the number or potency of her quips, Would you put day drinking under experience or special skills? The smartass weird girl remains a fundamentally sensitive person. I kind of like him. He's the exact opposite of everything I really hate. There's truth in the old quote, They say if you scratch a cynic, you'll find a disappointed idealist. These weird girls hoped for the best, but found the rest. I can't afford to have any more hate in my head. My hate is at capacity. The third type of weird girl is the basket case. Characterized by chaos and disorder, she tends to be more dramatic and attention-seeking. This is probably one of those cry-for-help things. Take, for example, Fight Club's Marla Singer. Dressed in black, she goes to support groups for diseases she couldn't possibly have. Marla Singer did not have testicular cancer. She lives recklessly and has a positively gothic credo. Marla's philosophy of life was that she might die at any moment. The tragedy, she said, was that she didn't. One of the most iconic weird girls of the past 40 years is The Breakfast Club's Alison Reynolds, a self-described basket case. And a basket case. The film goes nearly 25 minutes before she speaks, while she announces her weirdness by noisily chomping her fingernails, tying up her finger, and using her dandruff as an artistic tool. Allison exemplifies how the basket case is the most performative variety of weird girl. Ha! She tells sensational lies about herself. The only person I told was my shrink. What did he do when you told him? He nailed me. Betraying the basket case's need for attention. And you're carrying all that crap around in your purse. Either you really want to run away, or you want people to think you want to run away. Eat. Shit. Director John Hughes offers the key to Allison's character just minutes into The Breakfast Club. All the other parents dropping kids off at Saturday detention talk to them a bit, but not Allison's. What did they do to you? Allison eventually lets her guard down enough to reveal the sensitive heart beating beneath the artifice and hair in her face. When you grow up, your heart dies. Who cares? I care. With that, she opens herself to her peers, who promptly try to change her. Fellow detention student Claire gives Allison a makeover bringing her face out of hiding, but also polishing away the edge she had. Allison even ends up with the jock, and this resolution underlines one of the worst narrative cliches about the weird girl, that her happy ending is to be normalized, even saved. Next, we have type four, the space cadet. The space cadet weird girl lacks artifice and simply exists in her own world. She really suits being dead, doesn't she? What? She's content to pursue her own path with little regard for what others think. In Frankenweenie, this character is known only as Weird Girl, who sees omens in her cat's poop. If Mr. Whiskers dreams about you, it, it means something big is gonna happen. It takes more than cat poop to stand out in the Harry Potter universe, where magic and strange phenomena are parts of everyday life. 
But even here, Luna Lovegood is weird. Unfortunately, all my shoes have mysteriously disappeared. I suspect Nargles are behind it. She believes in things other kids consider ridiculous. What's a Raxbat? Invisible creatures, they float in your ears and make your brain go fuzzy. Earning the nickname Loony Lovegood. Not that she cares. As Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling said, the key to Luna is that she has that unbelievably rare quality of actually not giving a damn what anyone else thinks of her. You're not going mad. You're just as sane as I am. The space cadet weird girl is often underestimated as a sweet-natured goofball. Meet Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. But she's often much smarter than people realize, and her outside-the-box thinking is a special strength. So how are we going to get to London? We fly, of course. While the goths have the style, the smartasses the wit, the basket cases the mayhem, and the space cadets the freedom, the last type of weird girl isn't empowered by or enjoying her weirdness. Type 5 is the awkward misfit. The saddest take on the weird girl, the awkward misfit is most poignantly embodied by the protagonist of Todd Solondz's dark comedy, Welcome to the Dollhouse, 7th grader Dawn Wiener. This weird girl as victim gives human form to adolescent awkwardness and the searing pain of early rejection. Her name, unflattering clothing, goofy glasses, and mere existence seem only to invite torment. Why do you hate me? Because you're ugly. Even when she rescues a fellow geek from getting beat up, he wants nothing to do with her. Leave me alone, wiener dog. Sometimes life for the weird girl, especially one as profoundly geeky as Dawn, takes a long time to improve. Oh, junior high school sucks. High school's better, it's closer to college. They'll call you names, but not as much to your face. All this abuse also doesn't automatically turn the weird girl into a great person, as some of our glib popular narratives suggest. Instead, it messes her up. Dawn turns the cruelty she receives at school. On her younger sister, Missy, whom she loathes for being the adorable, beloved counterpart to Dawn's wounded, ugly duckling. Now you're not supposed to drink in a TV room. Drop dead, Lesbo. The weird girl reflects the anxieties of her era, which so often center around female autonomy and sexuality. This character is viewed as deviant, going against culturally prescribed norms. Depending on the era, that could mean being a tomboy, lacking interest in marriage, having a desire for education or travel. From the beginning of the weird girl's portrayals, witches have been her natural parallel, because they easily reflect the fear of what isn't understood, as well as its potential power. After all, one definition of weird is relating to the supernatural or uncanny. Shakespeare's Macbeth opens with three witches, called the Weird Sisters. So you the Weird Sisters? And the title character's ruin comes in part because he fails to fully understand their prophecy. The first modern depiction of the weird girl as witch came in 1939 with The Wizard of Oz. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. 20 years later, Sleeping Beauty gave us Maleficent, another power-hungry witch preying upon an innocent girl. Before the sun sets on her 16th birthday, she shall prick her finger. More than 50 years would pass before these characters came to be seen as more nuanced. 
Gregory Maguire's book, Wicked, which inspired the hit musical, created a backstory for the Wicked Witch of the West that treats her as a misunderstood weird girl. Lest we forget, in the events of Oz, she's also in great emotional pain after Dorothy kills her sister. Who killed my sister? Who killed the Witch of the East? Likewise, the 2014 film Maleficent gave Sleeping Beauty's villain a sympathetic backstory. He did this to me so he would be king. This version of Maleficent acts out of hurt, and she's deeply feeling. Maleficent lives in forced isolation, rejected by her community. I really felt quite distressed at not receiving an invitation. You weren't wanted. Not what? But she also doesn't need help from outsiders. Independence has long been a hallmark of the weird girl. I suppose you think you're too superior for marriage, and love, and children, the things that women were born for. Say, so who do you think you are? Are you so drunk with your own importance you think you can make your own rules? Weird girls are also often associated with deviant sexuality, even though they seldom are what the rumors suggest. I'm not a nymphomaniac. I'm a compulsive liar. Fast forward to today. What would middle school be like for Don Wiener now? The awkwardness and cruelty of adolescence remain, but overall, our cultural environment has grown more accepting, even admiring, of weird girls. Long-running TV shows have given us weird girls who are well-adjusted and popular with their peers. From 2003 to 2018, one of CBS procedural NCIS's most beloved characters was goth forensic scientist Abby Shudo. You are not to touch my computer, my lab equipment, my MP3 player, my calf pow, my desk, or advert my farting hippo without my express written consent. According to actress Polly Perrette, NCIS creator Don Belisario's intent with Abby was to take an alternative-style person with tattoos and make her someone who is happy, totally put together, and successful. Parks and Recreation's April Ludgate also became a favorite for her frosty demeanor, relentless sarcasm, and affinity for all things kitschy and strange. This is a human-sized hamster wheel that will be next to the mural, if we can get one, and it'll be spinning and there'll be like a fat guy in it all the time, like screaming. A persona that might have made her an outcast in another era is appreciated. I found a dead rabbit on the side of the road and I cut its feet off and made it into a lucky charm. Baby, you are so creepy. Thank you, I love it. In a sense, the weird girl has benefited from the rise of nerd culture, which has pushed what was formerly niche into the mainstream when the biggest movies and most popular TV shows come from areas once considered esoteric, the foreignness of the weird girl stops seeming threatening and starts gaining cachet. That's gross, I love it. Dressing differently or liking something few people know about doesn't necessarily make someone weird anymore. It just makes them ahead of the curve. You're the best, they know it. They just reject the unfamiliar. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get notified about all our new videos. This video is brought to you by MUBI, a streaming service we love. MUBI is a treasure trove of films. Every day, MUBI premieres a new film. Whether it's a movie you've been dying to see or one you've never heard of before, there is always something new to discover. 
So in this world where it's very easy to spend hours debating what you should watch, Mubi is like having a really cool friend with amazing taste in movies, making it so much easier for you. They feature hard-to-come-by masterpieces, indie festival darlings, influential art house and foreign films, lesser-known films by your favorite famous directors, and more. Plus, you can even download the films to watch offline. And there are no ads, ever. Mubi has just launched a new year-long series celebrating the best of Indian cinema. The first film in the series is Manny Call's groundbreaking film, Our Daily Bread, considered a seminal work of the Indian New Wave movement. We can't recommend Mubi highly enough. You can try it out now for free for a whole month. Just click the link in the description below.